Welcome to the More Than a Mama podcast. Let's make some waves today. Hi, y'all. My name is Taylor. I'm a mama, wife, ocean enthusiast, and third grade teacher turned five-figure business owner. On this show, you can expect a strong mixture of sass, vulnerable conversations, and content that will empower you to find your strength and authority within yourself. Together, we will make an impact and rise above the ceiling society places on us. So take a seat and join me. You and your voice are welcome here. All right. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the More Than a Mama podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have a guest come join us, Miss Letitia. I'm awful at doing introductions. I really just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, however you want to introduce yourself, go for it. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, hi, I'm Letitia Lynch. I have a two businesses, Letitia Lynch Designs and the Business Branding Academy. And I am also a mom to a crazy little toddler named Liam. (laughs) He's so cute. He he is cute. He's going to be four tomorrow. No. I'm like, yeah, I, I get sad every time I think about it. I'm like, buddy, you're going to be like a big boy toddler tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We call Chloe like a tabby. Like she's kind Aww. of a toddler, kind of a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we call her a tabby. That That's awesome cute. though. So you have two, say your businesses again, because you kind of have like two different things going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Letitia Lynch Designs, which is like my branding, design and coaching. And then I started the Business Branding Academy, which is where I do all of my educational content and my workshops. That is so cool. So tell me your business story. So just like a background on us, y'all, we met actually being in a business mastermind together. So we've known each other like four months something like that. It's like kind of flying, right? Yeah. I think we all signed in April. So we were probably all introduced in April. Yeah. It's going by so fast. So I don't think I've ever heard like your full business story. I know you just left your nine to five, which is incredible. You're doing your business (laughs) full time. So like what, like, and I'm such a detail person. So like, give me the deets, like what happened leading up to this point? Oh my gosh. So I, I'll make it from the relevant part of it. Um, I, you know, Liam was born in 2016. I, you know, you don't know when you're having a kid, if you, how you're going to behave as a mom. Do I want to be a stay at home mom? Will I want to work full time? I came into motherhood assuming I would want to work full time. <laughs> I want to get back to work. And then I had him and I was breastfeeding and I was like, I want to be home with my baby. <laughs> so I, um, my company that I was working for at the time, they would not, they, they had a place for me to like, Pump, but then they had to take the space away because they, they hired new people. And so I was working from home for a few months until they found me a new spot. And they shouldn't have let that happen because then I didn't want to go back. <laughs> and when I went back, because I was home, I wasn't pumping. So when I went back, I couldn't pump enough to replenish the supply. And it started stressing me out. So I ended up leaving that job and found another job where, you know, they let me work remote which was really exciting, except I had to travel sometimes. So every time I traveled, I was crying. And then I had to then start paying for my mom and the baby to travel with me. And it it was just too much. And I was like, I don't want any of this. (laughs) Um, So fast forward 2017, I was like, if I just work for myself, I don't have to deal with this. 
and I thought I could do that. I'm still breastfeeding, but he was getting, he was almost one at this point. So I started doing, um, I wanted to be for some reason, like a professional blogger. I was convinced that <laughs> I was convinced that I could blog and make money because people do. I even made a course for bloggers and all these great things. I started my podcast with my best friend about what life is like in your thirties. I was doing all of these new things and my husband was a consultant. So he was always traveling. And imagine when he would come home, he would be super annoyed with me working all night. And so we're fighting. I'm exhausted. The baby's always feeding on demand. And I was like, I can't. So I just stopped. <laughs> Fast forward last year, people started reaching out to me. But this time felt different. It felt I felt a little less stressed. I was making some money. And I was like, this is fun. Oh, I'm making real money. Maybe I should start an LLC. Maybe I should get a business checking and all of these things. And finally, I was like, this actually feels like a business, but I wasn't making enough. And so that's why this year I was like, okay, I'm going to rebrand myself. I'm going to get a business coach. And I did not think that this program would have worked so quickly. And by the time May came of this year, January is when I started my rebrand. But, you know, we started our program like in May. Well, that month I doubled my income and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then last month was the biggest money I've ever made, like in my whole life. And I was like, I'm quitting my job. It's <laughs> <Doing this laughs> over. And here I am full time. So it's, it's been a crazy journey. And I'm glad I stuck with it this time. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So what did you do in your nine to five? I like, was a marketing person. Yeah, marketing. So, you know, my educational background is graphic design. That's the visual communications is what my degree is. And that's why I love branding and graphic design. But for work, I've been doing marketing since 2006. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know that you officially like rebranded in January. Yeah, it's, it's been very new. It's happened really creepily fast. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. And um, money is being made. Yeah. <laughs> I have a full business. Yeah. It's, yeah you're it's, like freaking blowing up. It's so cool. It's crazy. So, it's so fun though. Cause I remember in our mastermind call, like a few months ago, we were all talking and we were just like, when is our time coming? Yeah. I remember you were like, y'all annoyed. Yes. Like, and then the month later, you like blew the head. The next month, I was like, life is good. But that month, that first month, you know, before May ended, I was like in the beginning, like, I hate, like, I don't know. Are you guys stressed? You all seem like everything's going perfect for you. And it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, just wait, like, it's going to be fine. Like, It'll it's be totally okay. cool. we all cry during launches. Like, it's totally normal. <laughs> I didn't realize that no one, everyone needs to cry on stories. That's I what think I, mean. I cry a lot. <laughs> oh, your account is the best, which is why I love you. It's because I feel like you're real and very authentic. With, if it's great, it's great. If it's not, it's not. Like, I loved your journey of you quitting your job, you know, and how sad it was for you because you were a lovely teacher. but you're happy to be like with Chloe. And I love that. I love seeing that part of people. That's what I try to bring to my account too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So something I love about your Instagram, because I follow a lot of amazing brand designers, all that stuff, but I love how you approach branding. Like it is legit. Unlike anything else I have heard so far. And I know we've talked about it before. But I always have viewed branding as like my logo and design. Like here's my yeah. mood board. Here's my colors. There's a little hashtags for the colors so I can use them everywhere. And that's my brand. But yeah. I want you to tell everybody like what is your take on branding? 
Oh my gosh. So everyone has that initial thought, like branding is the visual. I call it the brand identity pieces. And that is very important, but that's like only like a really very small piece of it. Um, I see branding as like three parts. You're building like your brand reputation up, which is like how you interact with people and leads and customers. It is the brand identity pieces and your website and then how you're behaving on social media. But you're also trying to make sure that your brand, your business, it's something that's memorable for people and that um, that you're creating enough awareness around what you do. Um, all of that is branding, though. So all of the products and services that you're coming up with, that's branding. You're doing that for a reason. You're trying to attract specific people and help them with a very specific problem. All of those plans that you're coming up with is branding. All of the ways that you're talking on social media, even down to the social media accounts that you're using, all of that is branding. You're specifically using these platforms to get in front of the customers and clients that you want because you have a problem that you know you can help them solve. And so I wish that people would see branding as that full picture rather than just the beautiful, cutesy things, which is also very fun, but it's just literally one third, yeah. <laughs> a third of a third of what you need to be worrying about. It's literally a third of a third. <laughs> Yeah. of what you need to be concerned with. And I, people just don't see it that way. So I'm constantly like, hey guys, it's great that your stuff looks nice, but you're not talking about anything important yet. You're still yeah. not getting leads because of this thing, you know, it's everything. Yeah, I feel like when I first joined like this online space, like a little over a year ago, a lot of, I don't know, it was like, if you had a really good picture like mm-hmm. if you had a cute feed, that was good enough. And I think oh, it's yeah. so cool how much the industry is changing. We're like, that crap doesn't matter anymore. No. You can have really a great doesn't. feed and not be saying crap, not be helping, you know, any people. And yeah. I think it's just really cool how, you know, that's just changing so much. Yeah. It's less of a pride. It, it's still, it's still, I still love for things. Obviously my feed matches, like my brand is there, but the content I care about my content. I'm not spending, you know, hours on how cute my graphic is. I'm spending hours on writing that caption. I'm spending hours on planning out what people need to learn for that week. And that's what it should have always been. And I'm glad that it's making a shift now because that stuff is lame. Just worrying about the cute stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I remember I used to be so concerned about like my feed. I'm like, oh my God, I have to get the perfect filter and I want everything to look unified. And now I'm like, I'm freaking over it. <laughs> it's just so much work. You know, you want it to look unified to a sense, but not so much where it's like straying away from who you are and like what you yeah, see. For. So exactly. I think it's so cool how you talk about that. Cause I don't see a lot of people take on branding like you do. Oh, so let's say like somebody who's listening, they have like a really good feed and like nothing else is going on, what are like two or three things that they need to do to like make their branding a little bit more whole? I always, I get a lot of questions similar to that. Like, okay, if I get the look right, I'm still not getting any people like liking or commenting or engaging. And I'm always like, it's the content that you're coming up with. First of all, who are you actually trying to talk to? And what is it that you help them solve? Because if you're not clear on those two things, of course you're confused about your content. Of course it's stressing you out. Of course it's hard for you to be consistent if you don't know who you're talking to and what you need to be talking about. You need to focus on making sure that you 
I like something that you taught in your master class. It's like you need to know where your area is of genius and then talk about that because it's so easy to talk about what you know. Stop trying to do all these things. I when I started with marketing, I'm like, well, I do know how to do social media management. And of course I can do blogging. That doesn't mean I need to be talking about those things. I do know a pretty decent amount, but there are other people that can help you with that. I feel like when people focus more on understanding every single little detail about their target audience and who they actually want to work with, and then say, okay, how can I articulate my specific value to those people? What do they need to learn from me? Okay, ultimately, I can help them with, you know, creating a beautiful website. Well, let me help them understand why that website is important. Let me talk about the pages that they need to have and the type of copy they need to have. I need to lead them to that sale because it's going to help them at the end of the day. And if that's your focus, then you will start to come up with things of substance because now you're going to be educating those people that you really do want to help and they're going to naturally gravitate to you, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I get so excited to talk yeah, about it. That's really cool to hear about because it's just so much deeper than your pictures, what you're filtering, oh. using, how your feed looks. Like, I know people that have beautiful feeds. I'm like, man. Oh, I see some gorgeous ones out there. Right? I'm like, come I on. I look at their content. I look at their I help statement, if they have client results. And I'm like, you ain't really helping anybody. <laughs> like, exactly. You're not really making an impact. With no you. substance. It is yeah. no substance. I see so many of those accounts and I'm like, okay, that's kind of what happened to me in the beginning. I was getting, I was comparing myself to all of these people that I really shouldn't have been looking up to, to be quite frank. I should not have been looking up to these people because they're not, they're not really doing anything. And I think you'll see some client experiences at the end of the day. They're like, I mean, yeah, I did this, but I can't, I couldn't replicate it. I couldn't keep doing it. Yeah. They helped me that one month and I had a crazy, you know, a crazy sales month. And then the next time you couldn't do it because you didn't learn anything. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm with you on that. You know, you've seen my mimicking, not understanding people. Yes. Your masterclass changed my life. I was like, I am not teaching people enough. (laughs) I'm not making this clear to everyone. I love that you did that masterclass because no one is teaching that. No one is teaching how other people have to learn and you can't just teach one way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of coaches um, that I see, they like teach it. And they're not taking it. Like when you feel like you've taught it well enough, I'm going to need you to take it like one more level deeper, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, I think that's what really people get caught on. It's not enough to say like, Hey, don't handle that objection. You'd be able to tell them why Mm -hmm. and like what methods can we teach where your client can take that learning and go do it by themselves. Cause that should be your goal at the end of the day. I mean, I have so many feels about this. I know you do. I love (laughs) I just learned so much. I knew I was taking your masterclass. I was like, I don't even think about it from this perspective. And no one is talking about it that way either. Yeah. And I know it's because you're a teacher. So you have that great teacher benefit. We all have a benefit. Like my background is marketing. So of course yeah. I talk to you about branding from a marketing perspective, which actually accounts for the business side. Mm-hmm. Branding usually just accounts for the cute side, the visual side. But because I have the marketing brain, I'm like, no, it's a lot more. Think about it this way. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing, too, for your industry. You're explaining like, hey, if you're going to be a coach, you need to actually learn how to teach. Coaches are teachers. You know, we're we're motivators, we're cheerleaders, but we're teachers. And you need to know how to teach first. Oh, oh, I could... I could do, I will do a whole episode over it because it's just like, whoo, we got to talk about this, y'all. Yeah. 
So I thought something was funny. You were talking about, I guess not funny. That wasn't a good word to use, but you know, um, (laughs) when you were talking about, um, breastfeeding with work, I related to that so much when I had Chloe, I went back to teaching six weeks later and I had to come to my classroom when my students weren't there and I locked the door. I had to start, I was like a joke. I would put like a little cow, like a little sticker on the door. So people knew <laughs> I, was, I was bumping and cause that's what I felt like during the whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it was so scary because everybody had keys to get into my room. So anybody could have walked in at any time. And it was just like, Oh, like I really just related to how being a mom really kind of drove where you decided to go with your business. And I know even to this day, you're still a mom. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel like, I hate the word balance because I don't think that there's a balance with all this. How do you like juggle? And I say that in quotations since y'all can't juggle. (laughs) There are quotes. Doing both. Yeah, glad you said the word juggle because I'm definitely not balancing. But even when I think of juggling, there's like always that one ball in the air and one down. And that's how I see <laughs> balancing. Now I'm doing air quotes, balancing motherhood <laughs> and entrepreneurship. I feel like if my business is popping, I am feeling like a crappy mom. Yeah. <laughs> and if I am being the best mom in the world that week, then I drop the ball somewhere in my business. It's never feeling like both are doing excellent. <laughs> yeah. um, I find that I try to somehow make sure that if, if I know that when my when Liam is home, there are a few days in a row that I was working while he was home instead of playing with him, then I need to dedicate. I mean, he's getting the weekend of his life. We're going yeah. to the children's museum. <laughs> Mommy is going to make voices for every toy that he makes me talk for. <laughs> We're going out for ice cream. Like, I'm going to be the best mom I can for at least three days. Yeah. Four days, I am crappy mom, but for three, he is living it up. Yeah. And I feel like that's just the best that we can do is to try to find a way to recognize when we're, we're failing as parents a little, I don't want to say failing because you're not failing, but you are being neglectful to Mm -hmm. your, your duty of being, you know, everything to your kid. It's just, it feels bad. But I think that the, the good thing is your child is seeing you work hard. They're seeing what entrepreneurship is. It gives them their little brains hope for the future. Like Liam wants to have, I have a keyboard for him, a real keyboard. It's for my old job so he can have and do what he wants. But it's a real keyboard. So sometimes he's working. He's sitting on my lap in my way, of course, but it's cute because I know that I'm influencing him to see that work is okay. And sometimes I don't want him doing that. And I'm like, go watch Peppa Pig. And that's okay too. You know, I think we're just all doing the best we can. And that's, that's how I like to find the balance is that I feel like you need to remember that you're teaching a little human that this is what adulthood is. You have responsibilities, you have goals and you have to, you have to try to find your way to do everything that you can, you know, do it all you can. Yeah. I think it requires giving yourself a lot of grace and just understanding, like, I know I don't set up my schedule or every single day I have like four calls a day, but there are Mm -hmm. days like Monday, Tuesday, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are like my busy business days, but the other Mm -hmm. four days I'm like, let's go Chloe. What you want (laughs) to, I'm in the same way. I'm like, I know I wasn't present, but I'm here now, (laughs) but I think it requires giving yourself a lot of grace. Like even with what I'm doing now, I see my daughter more than I would if I taught and I'm happier and I enjoy this more and that's what matters. 
Yeah. I feel like a lot of moms, it's very easy to get in your head. Like this is hurting my kid when it's really setting, like you said, like a really good example for them. Exactly. We, we can hurt ourselves more than, than help ourselves when we get down like that thing that I'm harming my child in any way. It is not harmful for them to learn independence and to play by themselves. Yeah. Quite all right. Especially if they're an only child. Like I don't have a second kid yet. So I'm like, Hey buddy, mommy was an only child for a long time. You better learn to be, use your imagination. <laughs> get creative. <laughs> Eat a snack. <laughs> Word time is actually really good for them, though. Like that's oh, well, I'm sure for them to understand independence. Yeah, um, I have a lot of mom entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. So, what are three tips you would give to another mom entrepreneur? Like three words of wisdom. Well, you you stole one of mine. I was gonna say grace was literally give yourself oh. grace. <laughs> no, but you have to. I feel like you have to be kind to yourself and understand that you are doing something that so many people wish they could do. Entrepreneurship is a big deal. Like I get like emotional just thinking about it. like it's a big deal. It is very difficult. A lot of people don't have the strength to go for it. A lot of people aren't brave enough to go for it. So just the mere fact that you're even going for it is a big deal. You gave someone life and now you're showing that little person that you can do whatever you want. We're telling them kids like, you can be what you want to be. And then we're like, but I can't because I have a child. That doesn't make any sense. My nine to five job that I freaking hate. But you Exactly. Can you can be what you want, honey, but mommy has to suffer at this job I hate. <laughs> so yes, give yourself grace. Also remember that you need to take care of yourself. Um, I, I think as, as mothers and especially just as women, period, we are everything to everyone. We want to save the planet and take care of everyone and look perfect and sound perfect and just all these things. And we need to just take a little bit of a chill pill yeah. and just, you know, realize that, hey, um, I can I can take some time for myself. You shouldn't feel bad for that. Like I make sure I'm like, hey. My husband's name is Leonard. Leonard, you take this baby. I don't care what you guys do. It's <laughs> time. You put him to bed. You figure out dinner yourself. Order on Postmates. I am not doing anything. And I am fine with saying that. I, I feel like you need to be fine with saying no. Mm-hmm. Is my last thing is be fine with saying no. So the three things, have some grace, take time for yourself and be okay with saying no. Yeah. And it's a powerful word. It is a complete sentence. I hate when people say that. It's a complete sentence. No, it's a complete, but it's true. Like it's okay to just say, no, you have boundaries and you should start speaking up on them. Yeah. And I think you should say, I love saying no. That sounds awful, but it's so true. I love saying no to like everybody. Yeah. It is a bar. You are in a zone where I could say no. And that even goes with my business. Like what I commit to with my business, like collaborations. Nope. I don't, I, like, I don't have time for that. Thank you so much. I don't have time for that. Um, I don't have the bandwidth is my favorite. I just yeah. don't have the bandwidth right now. <laughs> I come from a tech background. I'm like, I don't have the bandwidth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my husband asked me to do the dishes. I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> yep. I just don't have the bandwidth for that. Nope. <laughs> Love that. I think it's so like boundaries as a mom are so big. And I feel like moms really struggle setting them. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you feel like moms struggle with that? Because of the pressure that society put on us. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, even just with my decision to breastfeed, yes, it was my decision, but also everyone around me was like, are you not breastfeeding anymore? I'm like, calm down. These are my food. Calm down. <laughs> even my husband, because I my goal in the beginning was breastfeed for six months and then see what happens. And then when six months came, I was like, maybe I'll keep going. He was like, but we're saving so much money on formula. You have to keep going. I'm like, first of all, you're not doing it. So don't give me that. Um, so just the pressure that I think society puts on us, like you're not a good mom if your kid's like watching TV or using, you know, iPad or stuff. I mean, it's all the things that people tell you yeah. when you're getting pregnant, when you're when you have your baby, when you're getting another sibling, like, oh my God, I just had this one. Yeah. Oh, if <laughs> I get the sibling question one more time. And I feel like a lot of people say this stuff, like meaning well. They do. I just feel like people, I wish people would think about you know, like you don't know where this mom is at. You don't know how her day's been. You don't know what her decisions might want to be. Like you don't even know if you can have another kid. Maybe that first one was hard to have. Like it's just so many unknowns that people. Yeah. Like therapy right now because Mm -hmm. like I postpartum, like my whole experience is like really kept us from, I don't want another kid. Like I do like in theory, theory. but Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm like, I can't handle that right now. And it's like a lot of people have been asking me, you know, if you have a kid, if you wait too long, like, what if they're not close? Because they're going to be four or five years apart. And do you really, and I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have no idea. You know, you have no idea what moms go through, how they're feeling, how their marriage is doing. Like people just say all these comments and I don't think they understand like I personally don't feel like they're appropriate to ask very inappropriate it's extremely inappropriate and like you said I think that they mean well but they also need to mean to mind their business (laughs) I meant to mind my business today but I didn't somehow like please do please Mm -hmm. exercise that right to mind your business like because it's just it is it is hurtful and detrimental to the mental health of women when yeah. you push your beliefs and your wants and desires on someone else's uterus, like yeah. stop. Like stop. So that's, I definitely think it's society. It's just too much. There's always, you, you're in, probably in mommy groups or boards. These people are crazy. They're like telling you to do stuff and gosh, you're doing this the wrong way. And I'm like, oh my God, vaccinate your kids. Don't vaccinate. I'm like, oh my goodness, people. Like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> You're always wrong. <laughs> You're always wrong. And so because of that, we need to start to push those little people out. You know, don't let them get on get get to you because they're not you. They're, it's none of their business. Yeah. I'm so big on like, you know, authentic business building. I feel like everybody builds a business that that should match your goals. I feel like the same applies to motherhood. Like we mm-hmm. all have different goals. Like breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. I like Oh, I stopped after three months. I feel like I don't think I would have done it if it was my choice. Yeah. People like right when you pop the kid out, there's like a lactation. There's a person there shoving your, you know, (laughs) your your body into this child's mouth. Yeah. In front of people. (laughs) In front of people. I was like, 
please don't do this to me in public. <laughs> and you're still like bleeding, like just being real here. It's just like a blob of a human because now some of what was in your body is gone, but that fat is still there. Yes. And then <laughs> so like, you're like pushing on your stomach thing. Did they do that with you? Yes. They come yes. in there, they're pushing on your stomach and checking your area. I call it your area. They're checking <laughs> your area and you have to whip your boob out in, some, in front of a stranger. I'm, I'm like, I have never done this. I'm not this girl going topless somewhere. Now there's a stranger that's like, watching me like intensively and they're like critiquing you it's just so it's so overwhelming and like I know the hospital I was at I was like I swear to god I'm getting a doula next time like I'm just gonna have some like woman that's like no she doesn't want that like that's all I want (laughs) but like it's just crazy to me you know, one, giving birth is so freaking expensive. Chloe was the most, it's, it's been more expensive than business coaching. And I've, I've invested a lot of money in that. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's extremely expensive. Yeah. It is like the most uninformed, like you're just not really informed about what's going on, what's happening next. Um, yeah. Bad client is a bad plus customer experience. It, it is better onboarding. <laughs> onboard. That's why I talk so much about the experience, both the lead experience and the client, because we should be informed better. I, I we, me and my husband paid for like a parenting preparation class. Yeah. I should not have to pay to be prepared. Somebody should just voluntarily want to tell yes. me. Yes, no, like here are these classes. For. Yeah, yeah, for free. Our hospital gives them so that these parents don't leave depressed or you know feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because you know in the hospital they're doing everything for you and making sure your kid's still alive when you go home you're like oh I have to do that alone yeah me and my husband who you know wasn't helping before the kid (laughs) you know so it's yeah yeah it's just it's so much I know that lactation nurse I will never I don't remember her name I don't care to remember her name she was just like she was just so pushy and like, I had a very traumatic birth and that is not the energy that I needed. I, w- I wish yeah, I'd have been like, is there somebody else you can send in besides her? Um, Boundaries. Yeah. yeah. I, it's so, I feel like it's so hard as a new, especially a new mom. Like next time yeah. I have a kid, I don't oh, care okay. how I come across. Like I really yeah. don't care. Don't tell me what to do. I've already done this before. Yep. But I think as a new mom, like don't be scared to advocate for what you want. Yeah. Because you're going to appreciate, you're going to appreciate like the boundaries that you set and how the they're going to help you. Yeah. And everybody else will get over it. Exactly. Over it. If they want to see your child, get over it. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's my viewpoint. Yep. <laughs> if you're yep. mad at me, I don't know what to tell you. Um, exactly. But it's so hard. I mean, we've had family members that like have gotten upset with me because of boundaries that I set as a new mom. Oh, they're the main ones. Yeah, and if you, don't, if you don't give them like an explanation of like this is why I'm doing this, they assume that it's to hurt them, and it's like it's really just to protect me and my family and my child. Every time, I'm never trying to maliciously hurt you. However, you are not my priority. Yeah, this new little human that I am responsible for is my priority. So your little feelings and your sensitivities and your judgment, you can keep them to yourself, or don't come over here. Honestly. I was very upfront with boundaries. I was like the opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, hey, mom, 
look, hey, mom, um, don't do this or you won't see the baby. Cool. Um, you know, whatever shots that people need to get so that they can see the baby in the beginning. I threatened everyone. I was like, you know, my mother-in-law and my husband hate going to the doctor and hate shots. I was like, guess who won't see the baby? Your mama won't see the baby if she don't get the shot. Guess yeah. who was brave enough to get the shot? Suddenly, I was like, cool. Glad you guys figured it out. <laughs> it's a miracle. You guys suddenly became brave enough to get these shots. I just, I don't have time for it. Hey, I'm going to go in the other room while I breastfeed because you guys are weirdly staring at me. I'll be back. You know, like yeah. everything. I was like, no, you guys won't, it won't make me feel like this. You will not upset me with my new baby. I have way too much going on. I will, I will hurt everybody here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish like we weren't going to allow, um, we were going to allow like a certain number of visitors and people. I wish I would have stuck to that. I, Mm -hmm. one person confronted me about it and I was like, I just can't do this. So I gave it up. Yeah. Um, Like everything that I wanted going in just went completely out the door. And I like, it's one of my biggest regrets. And I'm like, next time, Taylor, when this happens, you're going to put your little foot down and you're not going to allow it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those boundaries, especially as a mom entrepreneur too, like say no to things in your business Mm -hmm. all the, all the time. Like literally all the time. I say no to things on a daily basis. It's amazing. I love it. So good. Yeah. It's so I I feel like I kind of just got to that point in the business. So my personal life, I am like, no, 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 I'm not coming. (laughs) But in business, I'm like, but should I be doing this? I feel like I have to do this. I should say no. What if this is my only opportunity for this? I want this business or I'm happy that I got this client. Oh, I'm I'm making, you know, I'm making an income because of this. And I just finally got to a place where I was like, you know what? I hate doing this part of what I do. Guess who's not doing it anymore? Me. I get, you know, if someone reaches out, yeah, that would be some income, but you're going to get the bad version of me that's frustrated and, and resenting you for existing. Yeah. Or that so of me doing like, that. Fun. Yeah. You know, it should like, be oh. fun. You should be excited. The whole point of entrepreneurship is to do what you dreamt of doing yeah. and to feel how you always wanted to feel doing it. And that does not include you taking on things or doing things or overworking if it makes you unhappy. Yeah. I think something I see a lot working with new coaches and even being a new coach like a year ago is you feel like you have to, or you should do a lot of stuff to be successful. And I feel like when I first started off, I did everything. I accepted every client. I said yes to everything. And like, yes, y'all, I made like a crap ton of money, but it was awful. Like yeah. it wasn't fun. I was tired. I was crying every night. I was mm-hmm. burnt out at a job that I eventually wanted to do full time. And that's when you know it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Crying? Yeah, I would think I would think that that's probably a bad sign. Not that I don't cry with business too, but it shouldn't be like every day. <laughs> yeah. No, it was bad. It was like, I'm gonna say yes to everybody, everything, ignore red flags because I felt like I should. Like should I should a terrible to- word. Yeah. Yeah, there's an episode of Sex in the City where she's like, should we have children if we don't want to? Should we? Why are we shooting all over ourselves? I thought it was yeah. such a good phrase. And we still, I, I do it. We all do it. Mm-hmm. We have all of these preconceived notions and thoughts of what we are supposed to be doing. Yeah. But again, entrepreneurship is about you shaping your journey, you deciding how you want it to go. Part of being authentic is being true to yourself. Like that's the whole point. And you're not being authentic to yourself 
if you're taking on things or doing things or working with people who you definitely see like the red flags, which I've missed so many of them. (laughs) It's not, it's not good. So we need to stop setting these random, you know, like expectations on ourselves that shouldn't be there. They should not. (laughs) (laughs) Why should when you should not? (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So on like, not a lighter note, this whole conversation has been really fun. Yeah. what do you like to do for yourself? Like, how do you take a break from like business and mom life? Cause I know sometimes like, I don't know if you do this. Let me know if you do. I freaking love my business. I love it. Like I love getting on Instagram. I love doing it. Yeah. Like I'm going to go take a break from mom life and go work. Cause yeah. it doesn't feel like work most of the time. It's fun. Yeah. But it's not like healthy. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my business to escape. Yeah. That's not a good correlation. So like, what do you like to do outside of both? Okay. So same. I love my business. I'm obsessed with it. I'm doing things that I like. However, if I have to get away from it, <laughs> um, I like to travel. Uh, last year I started a like travel, like publication with my mom. So it's called mom's order chronicles. And my mom is like my best friend. She lives here. Obviously she lives here, but I see her all the time. And we started traveling. She she doesn't come from a traveling background. I hate flying, so I wasn't traveling very often. And we vowed to start doing more trips and stuff. So we eased our way into it. She went to Dubai last year with girlfriends, and she's never done anything like that before. She's uh-huh. never been away from me and my dad to travel. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And um, I went on, like, girls' trips and started traveling a bunch internationally. So in September, I took my mom on a European tour. And it was so much fun. Neither one of us had ever been to Europe. And we went, we stayed for a week and we went to um, Italy. We went to Rome, London, and Paris. And um, it was a dream. And I was so happy that, first of all, I didn't need my husband to help pay. He paid for all of our trips. I didn't need him to do it. And I was so proud of myself. My mom was like, my daughter is taking me on a trip. So she was so proud of me and my little business that I had just started. But, you know, I worked. So that was like extra money. So I took my mom on a trip and she was so proud. She told all of her friends for months. And so it, travel is a big one for me. Travel with friends, travel with my baby, travel with family. I love it. Um, another thing is I just like to lay on the couch and binge watch stuff on Netflix yes. or whatever. Yes, I can just lay on the couch and watch TV for hours with my wine and my bucket of ice cream or whatever weird things I'm eating at the time. I just like to just do nothing. Mindless TV is one of my favorite things. And then being outside, I love the sun. I love hiking or walking or being near the river. We have a river here. We don't have lakes or anything cool here in Georgia. So I just have to walk near this little crappy little river. But it makes me so happy to just be out. Yeah, that's it. I don't do any. I'm not a pamper. I don't like getting my hair done or my nails done. But I definitely like to just kick my feet up on the couch in the cutest pajamas and watch TV. Yeah. Or go out with my girlfriends. I have a lot of a big group of friends. We're all kind of most of us are moms too, and we all like get me away from this kid and my husband. So we're all like, please. <laughs> and it's free therapy. I basically have free therapy when I'm with my girlfriends. We just all complain about our lives, and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. I love. So we only had one TV in our apartment for mm-hmm. five years. Like I'm mm-hmm. not kidding. We've never had more than one TV. That's amazing. So, Last week, my parents were giving away a TV because they moved. Yeah. And I was like, I want the TV. Like, I want us to get another TV, Tyler. I just want to lay in bed 
in my pajamas and just watch TV in bed. Like there is nothing that sounds greater than that. Yeah. And that's what I've done the past like three nights. It has been gorgeous. <laughs> and I just look like a potato. Like I literally just it's the like best. I make myself shape like a potato by eating the buckets of ice cream I keep mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> and I am happy about it. Get my favorite chip, some popcorn, ice cream, pizza. Yeah. The work. Oh, so good. And I love putting on like face masks and like leaving them on there for like an insane amount of time. Yeah. Like, they're like, leave them for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, it's been an hour. Whoop. <laughs> you're supposed to take that off the timer went off like 30 minutes ago I'm like you don't even know what I'm doing here mine's gonna be extra effort vested you know yes. I had one on last night and it was like cemented to my face because <laughs> I had it on I'm not kidding over 40 minutes and I was like scrubbing <laughs> to get it off but I just love that like I love just doing I'm not like a big nails person I probably well, should get a haircut like COVID, I don't know. It sketches me out. Yeah. Like I'm not like a big, like I'm going to go get my nails done type person. I love just doing nothing. Potato. Couch potato. Mm -hmm. Nobody look at me. Nobody say the word mommy. Like (laughs) just, I just don't want to have, I feel like I have no responsibilities. And it is so nice. You deserve it. We deserve to have that. I like, so Liam goes to bed around like seven, seven thirty, And I told my husband, so one of my boundaries was I was doing everything. I was helping put him to bed, bathe him, keeping him. I was the one taking him to school, picking him up. And I was breastfeeding. I was like, look, I told my husband, I was like, guess whose duty it is to put him to bed every night. I don't help at all. I'm like, night, night, mommy loves you. <laughs> Go with daddy. And Liam is like, mommy, as he gets dragged upstairs. And I'm like, not my problem not my problem and then i go and i just do nothing so after 7 7 30 it's club Letitia. It's whatever i want to do <laughs> and some nights i'm like hey husband i ordered postmates guess who's also not cooking another boundary i'm not cooking every day because we're both home for covid that benefit is not happening sorry <laughs> i had a weird thing with that too like when we first started staying home i was like you know, do you expect, like, am I expected to keep the house clean? Am I going to have to cook? Like, it was weird because we, you know, we were both teachers before this. So we had a really good schedule about kind of who's responsible for what. And we split it 50-50. Mm-hmm. But I remember we had to sit down and talk. Like, I just need to, like, have some expectation management here of, you know, I, I hate cleaning. I don't, I mean, oh. I like it, but I don't want to do it every single day. Yeah, that's not. Um, I only do it on the weekend. So I was like, that's not changing. I was like, we'll do like a 15 minute pickup, like in the middle of the day, we all drop what we're doing. Even Chloe now, she and we all clean for 15 minutes and we turn on music and it's super fun, but I'm not talking like a deep clean. I'm like, let's go pick up your 30,000 toys from your game and put them up. Yeah. We've been doing that, but I was like, that was like a big deal for us. I was like, I want to set some expectations here that I, Mm -hmm you know, I'm not going to be responsible for lunch, breakfast, dinner, snack, like, yeah, I got sucked into that. Can we work together on that? And that went really well for us. Good. But it's like being home full time. I mean, I love, I'm really excited to be a stay at home mom, but I'm really excited to also have my business because I actually like working. Like I don't dislike working. Like I need something to do. That's my own. 
but being home full time, I'm like, yeah, yesterday I had a client call in the Chick-fil-A parking lot just because, (laughs) just because I had to get out of our apartment. I was like, I can't, like, I feel trapped. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. I can't go work anywhere. Like I feel freaking trapped. So I just went and sat in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. (laughs) That's the new definition of telecommuting. I know. Hey, I'm at the Target. Just talk to you real quick before I go. Because you know, my cell phone doesn't work in Target. Does your cell phone work in Target? I feel like Target specifically makes sure that you only focus on shopping. So yeah. any Target I've ever gone in my cell phone doesn't work. But I can just imagine myself sitting in a Target parking lot taking calls. The front of the store works. But as you go, because we have like a super Target, it's like. They're always super. And yeah. don't work. Yeah, the farther I go back, it gets like a little sketchy, but I'm like, I don't care. I go to Target just to escape life. That's another thing. Absolutely. Just walk around Target. Target is a favorite. So I I just want to walk around. (laughs) That is actually really smart. That's something I need to do is not have credit or anything. I know. Because I I, I can't leave Target without spending less than $100. I've never, I spent um, 60 something dollars one time and we stared at that receipt for like 10 minutes. Like, whoa, you did it. This is the dream. (laughs) We made it. Mama, we made it. I spent less than a hundred bucks in Target. That's amazing. (laughs) And it just like, I mean, it sounds crazy. It just happens so quickly. You go in and you're like, I legit just need three things. And then I go to that freaking dollar spot. It's in the beginning of the store. They want you to stop there and your kid wants stuff from it. And it works. It's yeah, because I do stop there and I buy like half of the stuff and then I like walk by the clothing. I'm like, oh, those shorts would be cute. Like it just like. And then the kid I- wants something because Liam knows it's Target. So he's like, Liam is selfish too, you know, boy. He's like, um, mommy, we go get toys first and then mommy <laughs> shops. And I'm like, how is this a phrase? He's very, it's the way he articulates is adorable. But he's, I go get toys first and then mommy shops after. Okay. And that's what he says basically every time we go. <laughs> and to keep him quiet, to keep him quiet, I do it. I, I'm going to live in Target for at least an hour. So I'm like, yep, whatever's going to keep you quiet, kid. Oh, we've totally done that. I love taking Chloe to Target. Like, let's just go shopping, Chloe. <laughs> so I'm probably instilling some, like, really bad. That was nope. the first place I took her. She was one week old, and I took her to Target. That's funny. My first time was the mall. Me and my mom, I remember him being in a baby carrier so I could keep him as close to me and away from people. You know, people are like, you're a baby too. Like, get your breath off my baby. (laughs) I was very overprotective. Yeah. Well, that first, like, your first kid, you're like, don't kiss him. Don't touch her. Don't look at her. You know, like, stop. Like, you're going to get her. Like, please don't. Yeah. I was a crazy person. I was Oh, I was too. Yeah. I was so afraid of like SIDS so that I stalked him. I actually ended up paying like 200 bucks for that owlet foot monitor thing where I knew yes. he was breathing at all times. I'm like, I can't sleep and that's yeah. not healthy. So I I had to get that thing. Yeah. You like it? I loved it. I, I slept a lot better. Um, you know, I found I could see how easy it is to even slide into postpartum because slowly things start to get to you more and more and yeah. you start to become more crazy. And then your husband's sleeping and you don't get to sleep. Now you hate him. (laughs) Everything gets to you. So I kept telling my husband, I need sleep. And I can, I already was sleeping on demand, which basically means every time he cried, I would sleep. So that was already basically every, no, not basically every two hours, like clockwork, he woke up. So every two hours I was being woken out of probably phase one of sleep. 
every time, maybe two. I might have made it to the second round, but I was always being jolted out of my sleep. Imagine that also I kept thinking, well, what if, did I put him on his back? Did he roll over? Like, what's happening? Is he quiet? I could not survive that way. My husband actually didn't agree with me. He wouldn't pay for it. He's like, that's such a stupid purchase. And so I bought it. And I was like, so mad at him. So I'm like, I'm on 60% of my pay right now. Cause you know, we have to deal with that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm on 60% of my pay and you made me spend $200 on this thing. And he thought it was so ridiculous. I didn't care. I was like, I'm getting sleep now. And then when I wake up from now on, you're waking up too. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it was tough. And you like almost forget about it. So you start talking about it again. You're like, how did I do that? How the two hours every was the same. And like, I had times where I was like breastfeeding her and I was asleep. Like I fell asleep. And I have done. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you think of those like weeks, like those first few weeks. And you're like, how did I do that? Like I have no zombie. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have people like putting their opinions on you, getting mad at you for not coming to things. You know, it's just oh my gosh, yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah, it was a tough time. I look, you know, of course, when I tell this story, I'm like, oh my god, it was great. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. But when I think back, I'm like, no, it was a nightmare, a a small (laughs) nightmare, small nightmare. But the babies are so cute, so that's what that's what gets you by, and that's when they really smell good too, and that's why. Those, those, those pheromones from the little baby is because they don't want you to kill everybody yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. When you get like really like over it, you look down at your little one and they're like, you know, just like oh, a no. potato and you're like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what got me through that sweet little face. <laughs> oh my God. Well, last but not least, this has been so much fun, by the way. I'm so happy about to come on. This has been a- so on this podcast, I love just talking about doing more, doing more outside of mom life. I was like, momhood, <laughs> Mommyhood, whatever. Um, breaking down ceilings, taking yourself out of those stupid boxes that people like to put us in, and just living really passionate, impactful lives. Um, I've really always admired Leticia, how one, I just love like your attitude, like it's very like in a good way, like you just don't really give two craps about what people think. Like you have an amazing heart. You really want to help people, but I love how well you set boundaries and how you are just so unapologetic for it. It makes me so happy. It like empowers me to do the same when I'm like really struggling with it. Yeah. And two, like with your business, you're just like kicking ass. Like you're just doing so it's just so inspiring. Um, And I just kind of wanted to know, like, how can my audience follow you? Like, proudly pitch yourself here. What do you have coming up? Um, Like, give us some details. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, that's the sweet. That could have been my intro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that was amazing. So, thank you. Um, Yeah. So, on on everything. So, like, Facebook, on Pinterest, on YouTube, and especially Instagram. I'm Letitia Lynch Designs. And, um, so I spend a lot of time on Instagram, mostly Instagram and Facebook. I just started a Facebook group and I love my Instagram. I am serving content daily, all day. I talk to people, I do lives. I'm doing the most on there. So I would love for people to follow me, Letitia Lynch Designs. And then as far as things coming up, I'm at the end of the month. So I started a workshop series just last month. 
it was a big success. I'm like, this is, this was a good thing. I'm going to keep doing it. So every single month, I'm going to be doing a workshop on something related to branding that will help early stage entrepreneurs. That's who I help. And it's people who are trying to service-based entrepreneurs who want to sell high tickets, so like coaching and all those great things. And so this month on the 29th, I'm actually doing one called creating a brand reputation that sells because again, people don't realize that their brands are really shaped by what people think of you in your business. Not what you keep trying to say it's what they think you're saying and what they think you mean. And so I'm doing this specific one where I'm going to help them map out their lead and client experience. I'm going to take them through a brand audit to tell them the things that they probably need to improve, find out where their gaps are in their brand, because most of the time they have that logo and all those cute things, but they're missing their brand voice. They don't know who they're talking to. There's a lot of missing pieces. And lastly, I want to help them do a little bit of an Instagram brand makeover. So I'm kind of hitting all the areas of how you shape your brand reputation. I'm really excited. So that's July the 29th. And from there, I'm going to do a membership. That's the next thing that I'm launching is to do a membership where people, I want to continue my education. That's why I took your masterclass. It was a big deal for me to continue to learn to help my clients and serve them better. And I think everyone should be able to, to afford to, you know, to do that. And it's really hard. So I wanted to do a membership where it was inexpensive. It's a commitment, but it's a relatively inexpensive commitment where they can get some coaching, get access to whatever workshop that I'm doing and all the great resources that I give with it, and then have a community. This this group coaching program that we're in together has been the game changer for me. Yeah, I, I met someone like you, all the girls in the group, even Madison, like everyone, it's just been like a little family and I love mm-hmm. it. So I want to bring a little bit of that, but all about branding. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, I'll put your Instagram handle um, and name in the show notes. So y'all make sure to go give Letitia a follow. Um, keep an eye Ooh. out for her membership and her classes. That Are you doing those monthly? Every single month, just one time a month, I'm doing one big workshop. It's always two hours. That's so cool. So make sure y'all keep an eye out for those two. She is, I mean, like, like everything that you say, I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what has she got going on today? Because it really is like a daily thing. Like you are just adding insane value. It's like IGTV, mini training, post. I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep up with this. I'm like bookmarking everything. Like yeah. all the bookmarks you see on your posts, they're probably me. So <laughs> I do the same. I'm like, oh my God, Taylor, you, you talked me into that masterclass after the first day. I was like, I got to do this. I, make this investment. I don't know the teachings. <laughs> Y'all make sure you go give her a follow. Letitia, thank you so much for being on today. This was so much fun. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on this podcast. I cannot wait. I'm subscribing today. And I'm really excited. (laughs) I love podcasts. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Letitia. And y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than a Mama podcast. Before you go fold that laundry that's been sitting there since last weekend, I have one more thing for you. My mission is to create content that serves and impacts you. So if you love what you heard today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review, and tag me on Instagram at morethanamama underscore so I can connect and create content for you, my listeners. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to make waves today. Bye.